Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. How you like that, Steve? Still good? <laughs> oh, that's good. Still that's good. good. Yeah. I am your host, Spencer North, and today we are joined by special guests Cam Haynes and Rihanna. Cam and Rihanna, welcome to the show. Thanks. Let's do it. How you feel about trivia, Cam? Uh, well, I'll let you know here pretty soon. Okay. If, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the show, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions born out of our four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. So far, we've had Steve win five times, Brody win three times, Clay, Seth, Giannis, and Corinne have each won once. Do you know that my buddy Tommy Edson from Washington, he says that he's won twice because he plays it at work in the lunchroom with the guys at work. So we're flying him out. Really? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to he fly a lot full, of people he out. He says he's won twice. You start that pressing, you're going to be flying <laughs> a lot of folks out. I was going to say, out. that's all it takes, guys. Just <laughs> just email in to Well, no, because I believe, I believe him. Either. I don't believe like A lot of things people tell me I don't believe, but I believe everything he tells me. Now, we have a lot of housekeeping to get to from previous shows. On the March 29th episode of Media Trivia, I played Luke Bryan's 2009 song, Drinking Beer and Wasting Bullets, and declared it the worst <laughs> hunting song of all time. You Not, found the worst one? It was the worst hunting song no, but of all you, time. There's a correction that you found one even well, worse. No, not everyone in our crew feels this way, though. I recently found a 2010 article from countrymusiclife.com that reviewed the song and included a quote from our very own Mark Kenyon. This is what Mark had to say of Luke Bryan's song <laughs> 12 years ago. No. Although I don't condone drinking while hunting, this is still a fun song to listen to. And any song that talks about sitting on the deer stand is a good one, in my opinion. Sorry, Mark, but I strongly disagree <laughs> no, with you how? there. Wow, what? <laughs> what's, your, what's your question? <laughs> Why is he recorded saying that? Mark wrote a blog post in 2009, which is the year this song came out, talking about his rut hunting playlist, which this song was on there. Someone then wrote a review of Luke Bryan's album and found Mark's article <laughs> and included his quote, in the article reviewing the album. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hold on a second. Do you have a rut hunting playlist? No. Anybody in the room? I didn't know there was such a no. thing. God. Right I love Mark. He's a different <laughs> individual. <laughs> also on a previous episode where we talked about the Cajun Trinity in the follow-up factoid, I misspoke and said that mirepoix is carrots, bell peppers, and onion. What I meant to say is that a mirepoix is carrots, celery, and onion. About 20 people wrote in to let me know <laughs> of that error. And finally, on a previous show, we talked about how the origin of the burrito dates back to the Mexican Revolution. But Nicholas Toby wrote in to let me know that this is incorrect if you live in North Korea. That's because earlier this year, a North Korea state news outlet 
wrote about how Kim Jong-il invented the burrito in 2011. Awesome. Shortly before his death. <laughs> wow. He eats a lot of burritos, it looks like. <laughs> They're so committed to the lie that they even erected a mural of him making a burrito in a kitchen while surrounded by chefs. This shouldn't surprise us, though, since North Korean government also claims that Kim Jong-il invented the hamburger, never used the bathroom, and cured dwarfism. So he's yeah, done it man. all, from burritos to dwarfism. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you for your contributions. It's great stuff. We are now on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Game on, suckers! The first question is multiple choice, and the topic is fishing. And this first great question comes to us via Noah Cat. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. How's he spell his name? K-A-T-T. Hmm. Go on. Xander, which are also known as European walleye, are only found in one state. What is it? North Dakota, Texas, Ohio, or Colorado? Xander, which are also known as European walleye, are only found in one state. What is it? Again, North Dakota, Texas, Ohio, or Colorado? I love a good multiple choice. Didn't seem like anybody knew Yeah, don't knew show it. me your board, dude. I'm trying not to. Didn't seem like anybody knew it right off I can't the bat. Lean Cam, the other, hide your board. I can't lean, lean the other way because then I see uh, Spencer's computer. Oh. Uh, very honest, Yanni. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Yanni saying Texas, Steve saying Texas, Cam saying North Dakota, Brody saying North Dakota, he scribbled out Ohio, Sam saying Ohio, Corinne saying Ohio, Rihanna saying North Dakota, and Seth saying Ohio. The correct answer is North Dakota. Ah! That can't be true. Because <laughs> <laughs> Xander was stocked in North Dakota's Spiritwood Lake in 1989. Uh. The agency originally put 200,000 Xander fry in the lake, but abandoned the project shortly thereafter under pressure from neighboring states who had concerns the fish would destroy some of the nation's best walleye waters. That's why I thought it couldn't be there, because it's such an established walleye fishery. What'd you have, Brody? North Dakota. <laughs> you know, I just right. I just heard that on a podcast going to pick up our walleye boat. Whoa. But I just couldn't remember. I wonder how different the they actually are from walleye. Or are they just European walleye? They're a little more green. They have like more of a shoulder and they get a lot bigger. Son of a bitch, man. Brody's bigger than Chester's walleye? To, nah, not that. Not, Brody's off to an early lead. The state record was just caught in 2019 weighing under 16 pounds. Question two. The topic is public lands. Who is the current U.S. Secretary of the Interior? Who is the current U.S. Secretary of the Interior? No multiple choice, huh? No multiple you choice. You have to spell it right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, if you're in the ballpark, we'll give it to you. Don't do <laughs> cluey shit. <laughs> Well, how is that cluey? Because let's say the current secretary of the interior. You just asked how to spell cat. Named Smith. <laughs> if it was Smith. It could be S M Y T H E. Oh, that's a really good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Again, who is the current U.S. secretary of the interior? Does everybody have an answer? Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis without an answer. Steve oh. saying Deb Holland, oh Cam oh. without an answer, Brody saying Deb Holland, 
Uh, the rest of the room, said, not getting it. One. The correct <laughs> answer is Deb Holland. Deb made history in 2021, becoming the first Native American to serve as the cabinet secretary. She is a 35th generation New Mexican and member of the Pueblo of Laguna. If you want more info on her background and appointment to the Department of the Interior, check out episode 274, Farewell Red Wolf of the Meat Eater podcast. Question three, the topic is gear. This beginner-friendly piece of gear was invented by Carolina Archery Equipment in 1999. The company was later acquired by Trophy Ridge, who says it's still one of their top-selling products. This beginner-friendly piece of gear was invented by Carolina Archery Equipment in 1999. The company was later acquired by Trophy Ridge, who says it's still one of their top-selling products. We have a very confident Giannis. You know it? I think so. I feel like there's only one thing that it could be. Okay. Let's just stop the (laughs) chit-chat. Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> a really heavy one. Again, Carolina Archery Equipment in 1999. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying Whisker Biscuit, Steve saying Whisker Biscuit, Cam saying Whisker Biscuit, Brody saying Whisker Biscuit, Sam saying Peep Sight, Corinne without an answer, Rihanna saying Whisker Biscuit, and Seth without an answer. The room is correct. It is the Whisker Biscuit. What's with the you guys that don't do Yay! any answer? <laughs> I still got a bow with one of those on there. The creators of the Whisker Biscuit were former semiconductor <laughs> engineers who wanted to invent an archery rest that would fully contain an arrow while still being quiet, durable, and easy to tune. We recently covered the history and the future of the rest on our website in an article titled, Is the Whisker Biscuit Dead? The answer is no, but you should still go read that interesting article by Emily Cantor. Listen, man, my kids, I have Whisker Biscuits on their bows. Mm-hmm. They run all over hell with it. It's just, it's like a great little thing for them. They don't need to think about it. Did you use one, Cam? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, not do, did. No, Have you? No. No, no. I always wanted one and I never, I somehow never got around to oh, You skipped one. that step, huh? Let me tell you something. To, I tell you, I got a little question for you there. Yeah, hit me up. Um, will the Whisker Biscuit support a fish arrow? Mm, it feels too heavy. That's correct. Yeah. Put him down for a point. <laughs> We're on to question four. The topic is conservation. Polar bears are found in five countries. Name three of them. Polar bears are found in five countries. Name three of them. The topic is conservation. A lot of thinking going on here. See folks imagining a map in their head. I can't. I keep changing my mind which one I'm going to put down. Looking for three of the five countries where you can find a polar bear. Does everybody have an answer? Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying U.S., Canada, Greenland. Steve saying Russia, Greenland, U.S. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Oh, I scratched out the wrong one. He says (laughs) Russia, (laughs) Greenland, U.S. I wanted to go with this one. No, 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 no. That one. And we'll see. Cam saying Canada, <laughs> USA, right Antarctica. Brody saying U.S., Canada, Greenland. Sam saying U.S., Canada, Greenland. Corinne saying Russia and Antarctica. Rihanna Corinne, saying Antarctica, Antarctica Greenland, Canada. <laughs> it's not a country. And it doesn't have polar bears. <laughs> and Seth saying Canada, Russia, and U.S. The five countries are Denmark or Greenland, 
Norway, Russia, Canada, and the United States. So the room did very well. <laughs> Antarctica. Yeah, I got that wrong too. Canada's home to about 60% of the world's polar bears with a population of 16,000. That's followed by the United States with 5,000, Greenland or Denmark with 4,000, Norway with 3,000, and Russia with 3,000. But because they live in such remote areas and occasionally migrate between countries, their exact numbers aren't known. We're on to question oh, five. It's a great round, man. I wonder how Tommy Edson's doing. <laughs> we will get a scoreboard four update four. after question we five. We should have him call in. The topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via William Judson. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. This fruit is typically used in the marinade when making bulgogi because it helps tenderize and sweeten the meat. This fruit is typically used in the marinade when making bulgogi because it helps tenderize and sweeten the meat. And we, steam, we seem to have a stumped room. I disagree. Okay. I, we have a, a stumped room minus Steve. <laughs> Again, bulgogi looking for the fruit that is used in the marinade. The problem is... You can't oh. tell us, like, what country bulgogi comes from? No. I will not no, give any hints. cannot. Steve does not like hints. <laughs> does everybody have an answer? I gotta change my shit up. Uh-oh. <laughs> you are so confident. <laughs> he looked in Brody's eyes. No. And, no, and, no. and knew. <laughs> he better not look in mine, because I got no clue. Oh, boy. So, are we, are we ready to reveal the answers? Yeah. Go ahead and I'm reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying pineapple. Oh, Giannis. Oh. Steve saying pineapple. <laughs> but with a thing where I should have said maybe tamarind. Cam saying <laughs> lemon. Brody saying passion fruit. Sam Remember saying Christa prune. Grin saying plum. Rihanna saying jackfruit. Seth saying lime. Nobody got it correct. Mm. The correct answer is Asian pear, but I would have given you pear if you would have said that. Popular alternatives. My to second pears. guess wasn't even right. Man, when the whole room gets it wrong, that's a stumper. We shot a thing with Danielle where she made bulgogi and she did not use that. Popular Here's alternatives. The to Here's pears the other thing. I got, I got another question for All you. Right, How'd you like me to have you fatten your little lip up for you? <laughs> <laughs> because that's like when you that's like when you ask that question about uh, el dente pasta, dude. What's that have to do with anything? We have two bulgogi recipes on our website. Oh. I would say that's pretty damn relevant. And you better go check, and both those sons of bitches better have that in it. <laughs> they say you should use a pair, but they call out alternatives. Who's they? <laughs> uh, we have Wade Trung and Danielle Pruitt. Now, popular alternatives to pears include kiwis, apples, and pineapples. If That's you want a bulgogi recipe, we actually have two of them on the media.com for venison roast and venison heart. We need to have questions with definitive answers. I've made them both, and they are incredibly delicious. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Sure thing. In last place, we have Corinne. Just a fall from grace after her. After dominating the April victory. Fools. After dominating the April Fools round, she's fallen to last place. Yeah, coming hmm. up next, we got Seth. How could that happen? <laughs> Seth and Sam have one. Cam and Giannis have oh Andriana all have two. Steve has three. And in first place is Brody with four. God damn. <laughs> Close race. Yeah, anybody's game.
Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? And you probably got rain gear, but you shouldn't overlook sunny day gear. Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite Hoodie has you covered on the sunniest day. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite Hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to, especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection? We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow, so you don't overheat. What's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head on over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all of their performance fishing gear. Man, I just got a new truck. Before I even drove my new truck anywhere, I wasn't going to drive it anywhere until I put a deck system in it. That's how, that's what a believer I am in decked. I always thought they were a great deal, but now they're even better because they have redesigned their drawer system in storage cases from the ground up. It's like, I didn't know there was a problem with them. I don't know, they seem great to me. Just an improvement on perfection. The new system made in the USA... Gives you 10 to 30% bigger drawers to fit more gear. It's lockable and secure, right? Weatherproof storage for all your gear. You build it right into your truck bed. You still have a truck bed you can put stuff on. The top deck of the new system has eight D-ring tie-downs integrated into the steel. So you have really burly anchor points to hook stuff down on your bed. So you got to slam on the brakes or take off real fast. Nothing shifts. And like I said, they're, they're, they're D-rings that lay real flat. Like You still slide stuff right across the deck it doesn't catch on the d-rings the d-rings are built in the drawer system fits any truck or van on the road in the usa from the last 20 plus years deck is a game changer there's no more like leaving stuff at home that you wish you had with you the stuff i want in my truck is in my truck out of the way and secure go to deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. Halfway through the game, we are on to question six, and the topic is fishing. What lure was banned by Bassmaster in 2012 and FLW in 2014 because it was too effective at catching bass? What lure was banned by Bassmaster in 2012 and FLW in 2014 because it was too effective at catching bass? Here's the thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know, like, the, I know the sort of... <sighs> Can you just not... Don't just, give just any play. hints. Don't just give play. any hints. Um, 
What's up, Giannis? I want to hear the al dente. I missed the al dente question. I wasn't here for that trivia, so afterwards, will you give it to me? Yeah. I want to see if I can The question was, what do you call it when you don't cook pasta like <laughs> no, until no. it's super soft or some shit like that? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, I think you should ask, what does it mean? What's the definition? Well, of that it? was a part of his like follow-up. His uh, firm, firm, like to firm, bite, firm to the bite. Firm to the tooth. Oh, there you go. To the tooth. Again, uh, fishing. What lure was banned by Bassmaster and FLW because it was too good at catching bass? Does everybody have an answer? I have one. You better, Go ahead. You better be ready for an argument, Bob. Go ahead and reveal <laughs> your answers. We have Yana saying the banjo minnow, Steve saying the umbrella, Cam saying without an answer, Brody saying the banjo minnow, Sam saying the rattler, Corinne saying the pink something, Rihanna saying spinners, and Seth saying the A-rig. The correct answer is the Alabama rig, a rig, Ooh. or umbrella rig. Oh, so I did get it. Yeah. You got it right. Yeah. I couldn't think of what it was called, man. Man, I'm neck and All neck I could think of was neck neck Brody. <laughs> the ban is largely thanks to Paul Elias's success using it in a 2011 tournament on Lake Guntersville. Despite tough conditions and predictions that the tournament's winner would only weigh in with 60 pounds of bass, Elias destroyed the competition and finished with over 102 pounds. <laughs> this was all thanks to his use of the Alabama rig, which simulated schools of shad. Yeah. Sweet looking rig. But you know, in a lot of states, you wouldn't be able to use it anyways because it's got too many damn hooks. Well, here's the deal. You could use it, but you just like wouldn't have hooks on all yeah. of them. So lot, that's been the popular alternative A lot of states, you, like you can only put so many hooks on the A-rigs. So oh. you'd be running like so you're five of, of them. Fall, you're getting a lot of false strikes. Well, you the 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 like the baits that have... The hooks you usually make them a different color or something that so makes stand them stand out. out from Go the rest all white of them. and then one chartreuse. Did you get that one right, Seth? Yes. Oh, good for you. We are on to question seven. The topic I tell is you, public I caught lands. a lot of fish on that banjo <laughs> minnow. <laughs> you know what? Their marketing must be pretty damn good to fool two of you into thinking it was banned. Hey, I love it. Question seven. The topic is public lands. This next great question comes to us from our friends at OnX. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia. You can send it to trivia at themediator.com. What state has the most acres of corner-locked public land? Mm. What state has the most acres of corner-locked public land? If any of you guys need anything done, let me know because i got some time on my hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we had this question before. Something just we have like not. It. It's been uh, discussed on the podcast. Onyx just, no, no, just no, released not a report. <laughs> it's not true. Oh, it's not. This particular aspect, and I don't know that I have it right, has not been discussed on the podcast. Really? Has not. Mm. What state has the most acres of corner-locked public land? Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying Wyoming, Steve saying Wyoming, Cam saying Wyoming, Wyoming, Wyoming. <laughs> Corinne saying Colorado, Rihanna saying Utah, and Seth saying Wyoming. The correct answer... Is Wyoming. Hey. Wyoming has 2.44 million acres of corner-locked public land. That's followed by Nevada at 1.93 million, Arizona at 1.33 million, and Montana at 871,000. If you want more info on public lands on this public lands issue, go to onxmaps.com and read their comprehensive report called the Corner Locked Report. We're on to question eight. We will get a scoreboard update after this from Phil. The topic is trapping. What is the most targeted fur bearer by American trappers, according to a 2015 survey by the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies? Most targeted or most caught? Most targeted. What is the most targeted fur bearer 
by American trappers, according to a 2015 survey. I need more information. You have yeah. to give more information. <laughs> that, that is like all the hours, information hours you spent. This is what the survey said. <laughs> it's a stupid. It's a stupid question. <laughs> okay. How you do mean you... participants in pursuit of, or do you mean hours spent, traps set? Do you? Does everyone agree that I'll give more details? You, you can't. It's like you can't. That's not a question. This was a question on a survey. The survey and okay, here's okay. here's what the question was. Hear me out. If I say, "What's the most harvested game animal in America?" Mm-hmm. It's the morning dove. What's the most hunted animal in America in terms of hunter hours spent? It's the white-tailed deer. I didn't Two say very about different harvesting. son of a bitchin' things. I said targeted. I processed this question because Steve's the only one that traps in this room anyway. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> oh, that's right. We got well, I think, look, you have to look at it from this perspective. They asked a whole bunch of trappers, what is your number one targeted species? They wrote down, the majority of them wrote down the answer. Yeah, it's a legit question, I think. Yeah. Oh. I, I, Uh-oh. Steve, I see, I see what you mean because I'm, I'm in the same conundrum. I Again, the, the wording is most targeted fur bear. Does everybody have an answer? This now it's got the wind's going to have to have an asterisk. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your if answers. I if I don't win, we have Giannis yeah. saying muskrat, Steve saying coon, Cam That's saying coyote. What'd you write? Coyote. coyote. I'm sorry. Fix your handwriting. Brody saying raccoon. Sam saying coon. Corinne saying beaver, Rihanna saying beaver, Seth saying coon. The correct answer is raccoon. Ah, damn it! What's you right, Brody? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I almost wrote coyote though because I figured. Sixty-two percent of trappers surveyed said they target raccoons. That's followed by coyotes at fifty-five percent, muskrat at thirty-seven percent, and beaver at thirty-three percent. Well, you delivered the the you you delivered what would have been helpful in solving that. Among surveyed trappers, Giannis interpreted the question perfectly. Uh, he pulled it out of his ass. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Phil, give us a scoreboard update. We have two questions left. Sure. Top three players right now. In third place, we have Seth with four points. Second place is Steve with five. And in first place is Brody Henderson with six points. Son of a... <laughs> <clears throat> we are on to question nine, and the topic is hunting. This next question is a visual question. <laughs> if you want to play along and see what the room is seeing, go to Instagram and check out at Spencer Newarth. It'll be my most recent post. I got a new tattoo a few months ago, which is a replica <laughs> of a tattoo that a famous hunter supposedly had. Who is that hunter? I will now show you guys. This is the tattoo. You need to figure out who the famous hunter is that had it. You got this tattoo. I have like, this tattoo. Where's that tattoo? Let's because see the tattoo. Because you like it. It's up here. That would be like. Oh, you should have wore a tank top today. Than, Did you get this tattoo because you really like that, Hunter? I'm not going to give any details. Again, this is a replica of a tattoo that a famous hunter supposedly had. Supposedly. Who is that hunter? Supposedly. And notice he said had. He doesn't like to give uh, hints, but he think he might have. Every word I write, Yanni. Every word I write is intentional. Is this hunter still alive? (laughs) I'm not giving any details. Was he a bow hunter? Not saying anything. (laughs) If Cam Haynes has his fucking tattoo, I'm gonna freak out. (laughs) What a plot twist! Oh God. 
You're playing along really good over there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, does anybody need to look at the phone one more time? No. Before we have an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Yannis saying Fredbear, Steve saying Hugh Glass, Cam saying... Capstick. Mm. Capstick. That's Brody what I wanted to say, man. Robin that was a good Hood. choice. Sam saying Sherlock Holmes. I think Holmes. his name was Cap Rock. Karan without an answer. <laughs> Brianna with uh, Jim Shockey and <laughs> Seth with Fred Bear. Nobody got it correct. <laughs> the answer is Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, my God. Oh. I almost put that. I, that it, but I, think I thought there's no way he had tattoos. You just said, like, uh, you know, president, right? <laughs> he doesn't seem like a tattoo type. The tattoo is of the Roosevelt family crest, oh. which was located on his chest. The context clue that would have helped you get this right are the three roses in the middle of the crest. Some online sources say he definitely had the ink, while others claim it was just a hoax started by Puck Magazine in 1912. No shit. It's believed he was the only president with a tattoo. Others say that Andrew Jackson, I think, had a tomahawk. Um, somebody said that. James Polk had something. I don't remember what it was. But uh, someone could be the first president with a tattoo. That could just be a goal for somebody. We're on to question 10, the last question. Phil, give us another scoreboard update. Uh, same score. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> okay. got that one right. So we need Brody, Brody to get it wrong. Brody has six and Steve has five. Brody to get it wrong, Steve to get it right. <sighs> This extra question comes to us via Jeffrey Wright. If you have a question you think is right for oh, media to trivia, you can send it to uh, trivia at media.com. Je- Jeffrey Wright. Oh, no, he's great. Yeah. Did you see him in uh, the French Dispatch? Yes. He should have got, uh, got an Academy Award for that. Yeah, it was great. Pardon the interruption, Spencer. And he sent us this question. <laughs> this Nordic dish, which is often served at Christmas time, is dried fish that's pickled in lye. This Nordic dish... Which is often served at Christmas time is dried fish that's pickled in lye. Bro, do you know it? I think I do. <laughs> uh oh. Know it. I've had it. <laughs> but I don't know I it. I had it. <laughs> no, my Adam. Oh boy. So we need Brody to, to slip up, Steve to get it correct. Seems like we're not going to have that ending. Give me a second. It's uh, this Nordic dish, which is often served at Christmas time, is dried fish that's pickled in lye. Does everybody have an answer? Nope. No. No. Are you gonna come up with one, Steve? <laughs> I'm trying not to look at it. <laughs> Just the pain. The pain that's going on. <laughs> Go so, ahead and reveal so your answers. Painful. <laughs> We have Giannis saying Stankfisk. Ludafisk! Yes. Oh. That's it! Right. <laughs> uh, we had Brody say Ludafisk, and I think he's the only one that got it correct. Oh, Son of a bitch! Goodness. Brody won by two? He won by two. No playoff today. <laughs> oh my god. Just a like. Brody, just like a, like a very decisive victory. The Terminator. <laughs> Although this dish was traditionally served by Scandinavians, there is actually more of it consumed today in the United States. Madison, Minnesota claims to be the Ludafisk capital of the world and has a large fiberglass statue of a codfish that is named Lou T. Fisk. Would you have accepted salt cod? No. Don't they, no, don't that's, not, so. that's like not the same thing. No, Brody, what do you think is your... Uh... <laughs> I don't understand. I, I You've a, still won more than he has. I have so a, what's your problem? Because it's just like I have a just a 
I, a, I've won more, I but I feel Cam's like he's book. better. I read Cam's book <laughs> because I have such a strong desire to beat you. And I learned from his book. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. You. Job. All right, Brody, what are you doing with your $500? Uh, it's turkey season. National Wild Turkey Federation. National Wild Turkey Federation. That does it for this episode of Media Trivia. Oh, Kim, yeah. Rihanna, thank you guys for joining us. <sighs> Tune in next time for more Media Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. Good job. Thank you.